As-Siddiq Conversations is brought to you by Masjid As-Siddiq. A special thank you to the organization's executives, our tech team, our hosts, and our guests. For more information and any questions, email us at podcast at Thank you and hope you enjoy. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to another episode of As-Siddiq Conversations. Wa alaikum assalam. assalam. Today we have your host, myself, Brother Naseeb. Brother Saeed and a very special guest who is Brother Ayam Rahman. Very good. special indeed. Very good to be here. Yes. Now, Brother Ayam is uh, someone that we all know in our community here at Masjid As-Siddiq. Um, first and foremost, our president currently. And um, he's a man of many trades and talents and things like that. That's putting it uh, very generously. <laughs> yeah. So actually... I think Myself well, more simple, but yes. We'll put, you, we'll put you on the spot a little bit here right now. Uh, right. First, um, before we really get into things, um, let's get a little intro. Tell us a little bit about you really briefly to our audience. All right. Well, good. A'udhu billahi minash shaitan rajim Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Indeed, it's a pleasure to be here with you all. And um, hopefully the conversation here today um, will be uh, fruitful for everybody. Um, uh Starting with with me, a little introduction. Um, as you mentioned, my name is uh, Brother Ayam Rahman. I am currently the president here at Masjid As-Siddiq. I was born in uh, Guyana, South America, and I migrated here with my parents and my brother uh, in the early 80s into the Bronx, uh, New York. And uh, we lived in the Bronx for about uh, three years, and then we moved uh, to uh, Brooklyn, New York. Uh, went to junior high and uh, high school, Brooklyn Tech High School here in uh, in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. New York. And um, I think you gained some fans already. There you go, uh, Brooklyn Tech uh, represent. And um, uh, then uh, thereafter, I went to uh, college, uh, studied uh, mechanical engineering at uh, Cooper Union uh, down in the Lower East Side of Manhattan and um, moved to Queens actually uh, not long after graduating from uh, from college or actually maybe just before graduating from college. It was right around the same time. It was all a blur. Mm. Um, it was a long time. A long time ago, <laughs> yes. For most people, college is a blur. Yeah, that's, you know, uh, it, it, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> um but uh you know alhamdulillah i've been blessed uh to 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 have um you know gotten an education there and and studied some interesting things things that uh were interesting to me um and uh, helped me pursue what i wanted to do um it turns out that i'm doing something totally different in my career but but at least uh, i think i learned a lot from those types of uh those types of things in terms of formal education and so on um, and then uh, started working at mm. uh, a telecom company and, um, you know, uh, spent 22 years uh, there at that uh, telecom company. Alhamdulillah, still, mm. still there and uh, doing, uh, doing okay. So uh, that's a little bit about me from a more of a career perspective. Yeah, I, I mean, one quick thing. Uh, you, you mentioned about a, a good amount of boroughs there. Yes. You're missing one, but... Yeah, that's more boroughs than I can mention. You know, Staten Island, I didn't really get to spend any measurable time in, in terms of uh, livelihood or anything like that. But uh, one day, I drive through Staten Island quite a bit, though, so uh, on my way to uh, to work in New Jersey when I do have to go to work in New Jersey. So, oh. so I love that you, you started with that type of intro, because on the podcast, we like to start off with 
one or two questions just to get the juices flowing, kind of uh, get to know not only ourselves, but also our uh, our guests today. Right. So I, I really like that you started off with that uh, intro because my question to you today and, and Brother Nasib and myself as well, if there was one skill that you could master, like you could choose that one specific skill to master it and you had no problem mastering that skill, what would it be? Well, that's a that's a tough question because uh, there's actually quite a few that um, would uh, would would really um, you know kind of come to mind at the top, right? So okay, um, I'm not sure I would actually narrow it down to just one, but I'll give you a couple, right? Let's, let's hear two or three. So whatever. so uh, so first and foremost, I, I think uh, the one skill I would say would be really good is um, memorization, right? So everybody is blessed by Allah Subhanahu wa Taala with memory in their own way um you know some people are blessed with the ability to memorize quran um others are blessed with the ability to memorize different things in terms of code or you know so on and so forth uh so i think um memory in in that kind of sense uh alhamdulillah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed me with uh you know some memory but uh i think that skill of memorizing um quran memorizing different things would um would be would be very very you know good in terms of refining I, I think personally the um the second thing is I, I think recitation of Quran also I think mm. that would be uh, a good skill that if I had an opportunity to, to hone in and kind of work through um, in a you know perfect world those would probably be you know some of the top two but um, a third one um, would be also in terms of interacting um with with people in the sense of um y- you know getting to know someone and being able to uh lead a team um so so both of those are connected right, right. In, in order for you to be an effective team it takes uh, a lot of skill and it takes work Definitely. and uh, being an effective leader takes skill and takes work uh, so those are those are some of the things, and and the being an effective leader requires you to know how to deal with and interact with people, uh, know how to motivate people, know understand a little bit of you know how to build relationships with people because people work with people they trust. So you're saying basically the skill of human interaction. Yes. Yeah. No, I think those would probably be amongst my top. Very important. And, and for those people who think that memorization is not a skill, it most definitely is a skill because, like, take, for example, someone who memorizes Quran. Um, if you step away from it for a little while and then you go back into oh. it, it's like some, you forget how, how did I memorize before? What, what did I use? That's what right. tools did I use right. to memorize? That's right. It's, it's a muscle, right? Your yeah. brain is, is, operates in many ways like a muscle. And anytime you stop using a muscle, then, you know, it, it, it goes it, out of sync. It goes out of, it, it gets uh, uh, stale, if you will, right? Mm. So, you know, your memory is like that. But, but it's, it is also a skill. And it's not just for Quran, right? I mean, we think about memory. Uh, you think about lawyers that have to memorize, you know, all of these different laws that they... They, they can case reflect briefs. back on case briefs and so on. Doctors having to memorize basically right. every portion of the human body. So, um, you know, a memory and being able to, um, you know, uh, recall certain things is, is just different in, in people. And 
um, different people have different ways of remembering things, right? So some people right. actually have a really good memory with numbers. Hmm. They can recall numbers very well. Uh, other people have memory as in just memorizing text. I'll, mm -hmm. I'll use it that way. Yeah. Um, and then others, uh, actually, I, am, uh, I find that I have a, a good memory where I'll remember things about a person in, per in terms of personal interaction, mm. stories and things of that in terms of, you know, your personal traits and things like that. I, I can remember those types of things easier than I can remember some of the others. Right. So I think I'm going to just piggyback off of, of something that you said. And the skill of human interaction would probably be something that um, I would like to, to master as well. Because knowing how to act with different people, how other people will perceive you in different social situations, is not something that us as human beings always have the best read on. So yeah. to, to know that instinctively and, and to master that skill, I think would be good. So I'm going to take you guys to the next level now. Uh -oh. and. and where I'm thinking one of the skills that I would really love to master, and inshallah maybe one day, is the ability to sell anything. Mm. Anything. Right? Well, um, that can go good and bad, obviously. Right? Hopefully, I mean, inshallah always for something good. But I think that kind of skill um, can be um, used in many different well, things. We're you know? actually, you know, that, that connects really well with um, the, the, the skill of human interaction. Right? right? Because... In order for you to sell anything, you have to know them. You, no, well, you, you, it, it recalls selling yourself, right? And so even though we don't think we, we're doing this, whenever we're interacting with someone else, we are actually selling ourselves, right? We are actually, uh, you, you know, uh, projecting what we are or what we're, how we're perceived into that conversation. Whether it's a simple, is something that you're, you know, talking to, you know your spouse uh, you know with right and right. there's there's a different you know interaction level there versus having a conversation with your kids or in your parents right so neither of us can relate to yeah. the spousal interaction <laughs> or kids <laughs> or kids but but parents you can yes. right right for so sure and and, and, and then members. also with with your friends right so the the um the ability to i don't want to say sell yourself but the right. ability to to be able to have that conversation right and and when you're having a conversation with someone both parties need to benefit from that conversation right mm -hmm. right so you're benefiting from learning or having a conversation with them but they're also learning and benefiting from you regardless of whether it's something as simple as do you like the curry today mm -hmm. right right so speaking about um benefiting and, and involvement and things let's let's talk a little bit about how you as an individual really got involved in volunteering in what you do um that's actually uh something that you know it wasn't like i woke up one day and said oh i really need to go do this right, right. um i think it's part part and parcel of uh our in in my case my upbringing right so you know as as a, a youngster growing up um i know that i attended the uh, madrasa um wherever you know on saturdays uh, but my parents were always involved in community work, in uh, building community, in education, um, and things of that nature, right? In, in the establishment of masjids, right? I remember, right. you know, when, uh, you know, coming from a place like Guyana where every village basically had a masjid, 
and we migrated here to New York in the 1980s. And there were very, very few masjids. Right. I'm right? sure at that time there was really not a lot of Muslims. Um, Correct. Um, you know, things were starting, right? But but there weren't a lot of places. And so sometimes in order for you to just go to attend a masjid, you might have to drive half an hour, 40 minutes uh, to, to, to be able to get to a masjid. So the, the sense of building community and having the masjid be a staple of that community where people can gather and interact, yes, first and foremost for the worshiping of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but also the the ability to connect as human beings in a community. So at that early age, I, I, I was just um, able to to interact with youths, uh, my, you know, my peers and um, uh, volunteering with my parents in whatever capacity they were doing and, and interacting with. Right. So really a lot of it comes from your parents being involved in and really you seeing it growing yeah. up with it and, and then growing up and then building my own friends from that community right gotcha. and i still actually you know talk with and interact and um y- you know um uh, have conversations with you know friends of mine from those days as you know i was a high school you know student but also on the weekends would be at the madrasa we coordinated youth uh, conferences and so on and so forth too. So, wow, those are those some of those friends are still you know I I stay in contact with them today and they're spread all over the U.S. now, but we still stay in contact. Yeah, so th- it's very interesting that you bring up the friends thing because obviously I know you on a little bit more personal level, um, as as we're related. But um, I I was going to mention that uh, you know my mom was also you know mm. somewhat amongst the group of of um you know people that you guys would associate with in those early days uh even though she is a few years younger than than your age Mm. group but um i was going to mention the friends that you guys kind of had that group was very tight-knit and i think it goes back to what brother nasib was mentioning of not that many muslims not that many youths in that you know area in that so the relationships that were formed then hold strong until now that's right that's right and you know you uh, you, you uh, as we as we grow up and we are in our youth our adolescent years you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know intrinsically puts in us right and wrong right and we know good company when we see good company and we know bad company when we see bad company but sometimes we're just so tempted by you know what may be you know alluring from from uh, you know someone who may may not be advising us to do good so I, I think it's important for us to always understand that our time is valuable and we spend that time um, you know in the company of someone who's going to help us and and good company can be a lot of fun right so good company yeah. doesn't have to be boring and, and whatnot right so that's what I found growing up was that uh, I was amongst good company. We went, you know, camping. We would uh, hang out on the weekends. Uh, most of the times we would actually hang out at the masjid. Um, you know, we would play basketball at the masjid. We would, um, you know, go on, on trips and, and so on together, you know, from the different uh, areas, right? And, you know, you also open up another uh, avenue of conversation. You say that most of the time you guys would kind of like hang out at the masjid. And I feel like, Obviously, myself mm. being young, uh, Nasib still being uh, young as well, uh, younger than you. <laughs> yeah. um, it's it's very 
uh, you don't always see that. You don't usually see a lot of youths just hanging out at the masjid. Um, you know, for whatever reason, they can't just hang out and play basketball. They can't hang out and, and talk. And I think uh, it it is kind of one of the uh, problems, one of the uh, things that we have to work through in, in our communities. And being a leader in the community, which I, I think we'll talk about a little bit more, um, do you how do you see that um, that issue? You know, I, I think, um, you know, some people say uh, the youth are naive and carefree and, and so on and so forth. And that may be a characteristic. And that's, you know, that's not a bad thing. Right. You know, as 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 young um, adults and, you know, starting as children and, you know, adolescents and getting into young adults, you know, our our youth, um, our youth will make mistakes. Right. Right. And. You know, they don't have that, um, you know, wisdom of age and so on. So they will make mistakes. What what their their desires are, are pure and um, uh, pure and simple, I'd, I'd say. Right. In the sense that, y- you know, at that time you have at that time in our lives, uh, we have time. Right. We don't have right. responsibility. You don't have a lot of other things. So. What you're looking for is to be able to, you know, have uh, and interact with people and, y- you know, learn a little bit, even though you don't know you're learning. It's not like you're, you're going setting out to learn. Right. But you right. just people are looking for um, that kind of um, more relaxing area. Right. Wholesome enjoyment. Uh, wholesome yeah. enjoyment. Right. That, that's that's a good way to put it. But as we age, um, y- you know, that e- experience that we have, you start to think about you know the the dangers right so right. things that you don't think about when you're young y- you know you start to think about as you get older and so this is where you know that interaction between the you know um some of the the leaders and and, and you know people in charge um with uh, the youth is important and as leaders we need to understand and 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 give our youth uh, room where you know they can they c- they can grow and learn and make mistakes right and be there if they make mistakes be there to support them in a good way in terms of giving them advice and, and that type of thing but helping them to learn from those mistakes and and when they are doing something well be able to uh, give them uh, support and recognition that they are doing well right now, you mentioned a lot about um, supporting our youth and, and just supporting general and, and leading. And we know that you've been involved in this community for quite some time, leading mm-hmm. or supporting in, in many different ways. So from volunteering now, how did you get into the, the position and the role where you are today? Like, So um, I, I think uh, for me personally, it was never about leading, right? I, I you, you know, I'm not thinking about um, or I never started thinking about getting into a leadership role. In fact, you know, I think, you know, um, I'm looking to continue to contribute in whatever role. Right. And I always look at it as, you know, titles important, not really important. Right. Um, the, the, the important thing is that we're working together and be able to get um, advice and um, recommendations for an input from multiple multiple people right as as leaders we we need to to build ourselves 
or surround ourselves with uh, people that actually complement us, right? And so from volunteering, you know, I just kind of naturally, you know, uh, saw something to be done. So it was more about initiative, right? It Mm -hmm. was more about initiative, right? You know, I said, okay, this, the garbage needs to be put out or this needs to be done. You know, the place needs to be clean. You know, there's something to be, to be done. You know, you, you kind of take initiative for the betterment of everybody, everybody else, help, help somebody else out. And, you know, that then kind of led to, uh, some of the, you know, training that I had at work or in school, being able to um, constructively organize those things and, and, and put put thoughts and ideas together to be able to, to do that, to, to move forward. Um, that's kind of how it just kind of naturally evolved. Over but time. I, I don't think that um, leadership is something that I personally seek out. It, was just, it just happened. It just uh, kind of right. right. So oh. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed me um, and I don't take that for granted, right? So, um, you know, he's blessed me with a board and uh, trustees at the masjid that has been so very supportive. So, you know, it's it's not about me. It's about all of the folks that are around me working as a team um, in in getting and achieving a, a goal. And and that you know you you do got a lot going on here career wise um, personally um, I should a lot of different things that that you've been doing, and and this is something that I have a big problem with today. It's just managing my time. You know, I'll put on my PlayStation and forget yeah. it was you know night. That's All of right. a sudden, it's time to pray Fajr. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Um. And different things. Like right? when you're you know as, is that as a because person, you're usually losing or is that because you're usually winning? Um. Well, you know. I'd, I'd like to plead the fifth on that uh, one. Once um, the endorphins get going, <laughs> he doesn't really know. But, you know, so so time b- and managing my time has been an issue. So I know y- you have a lot going on. How do you manage that? How do you really, you know, balance your, your time with your career, your your, your um, community, as well as, mm. I'm sure, your, your personal life as well? Um, so, yeah, it, it some of it just kind of comes um, uh, naturally for me. But, but I think... It's natural now, but, um, y- you know, it didn't always start that way, right? So y- you, have to, you have to be able to prioritize, right? Y- you know, there's, there's um, uh, the way I think about it, time is a commodity, right? right? At the end of the day, time is the only commodity that we as, as human beings, as Muslims, cannot buy, cannot sell. Anything else can be bought or sold. Anything like else. chicken, like chicken, right? <laughs> like you know anything, the, yeah. the 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 mobile phones that people might be listening to this podcast on. Anything else can be bought or sold. Right. Mm. Time is the only thing You're that cannot be bought or sold. Which means that time is priceless, right? Mm. So you have to understand the use of your time and whether I'm going to spend the next ten minutes to do this or I'm going to spend the next ten minutes to do that. And um, it doesn't mean that there are um, always bad or good decisions that you can make. Um, some right. are gray, but um, that's how I think, you know, we, uh, we need to work to figure it out, right? You know, hey, I've got these assignments due for school, so I'm going to spend some time now, get them done. And then maybe if, if I don't get them all done, I know I've got budgeted time to do certain other, you know, finish it up at, at a certain time. 
So time management is, is I think, the biggest part of what you need to do to kind of balance everything. Now, once you have that concept down, it's now what tools do you use, right? A lot of times people talk about the tools. They're like, okay, do you use a reminder you know, list or do you use a calendar? You have to find the tools that are best for you. Um, uh, and for, for me personally, right. uh, at least to manage my time at work, um, it's, uh, you know, it's a calendar um, that I use at work where you know, basically almost every hour of the day is calendared, right? From right. eight in the morning to, you know, whatever, you know, six, seven, sometimes I work, you know, late. But, you know, I feel like no matter how many tools you use, how many reminder apps, how many, you know, all of the things that you write and color code and all of those things, a lot of it has to do with your personal commitment and drive, and um, discipline as well. And discipline, discipline. as well. Yes. Yes. Um, because if you don't commit, you're not disciplined on what you planned, then you're always going to just push deadlines. That's right. That's true. And so so it's it's commitment and back to what I was t- uh, started with uh, in terms of time management, prioritization, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, for example, I know, I know we're in a pandemic right now and a lot of people are working from home who maybe don't normally work from home. Right. And when you when you first start working from home, I used to work from home every now and again. I had, you know, other roles that, you know, would need me to be on call late at night or early in the morning. So, I, you know, periodically have to work, work from home. But but the idea is work is work. And once you once that time comes where, OK, work is now six, seven o'clock. Right. Then, okay, that's that's where I'm going to stop, right, and be able to focus on other things, whether it's spending time with the family or, you know, working on something for the community, the masjid, or whatever. Um, so, the discipline comes in there, right? So, prioritization, and that's where the discipline comes in that says, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna I'm I'm gonna choose to stop here or not do this, and that's why some sometimes people can get carried away, right? You know. Right. Um, for sure. Whether it's playing games <laughs> or watching movies right. or TV or doing something else. And, you know, so, um, you know, spending your time wisely is important in those aspects. And, and, and uh, you know, we're coming back to time now. And you spoke a lot about um, using your time wisely as well as your leadership um, in the community is mainly around those that are around you. Mm-hmm. So what is what is the vision that that those around you and yourself that you guys have for our community for our masjid um specifically yeah no that's a a interesting thing and i don't think a vision is ever complete right a vision i think is always on the horizon and it kind of fills in as you go and keeps getting i don't want to say further and further away but but that's that's the thing about a vision right it's something that is always out on the horizon and in front right and so um you know, when I, I think about the vision of a masjid, um, it's it's about a community center, not just a place of, you know, prayer, which, right. which is as, 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 at its uh, foundational element. That is what it is, a place of prayer and the offering of salah. Um, but beyond that, it's a place of education, right? So madrasa and helping those that are uh, younger or even the adults learn about Islam. It's a community center and a place where people can gather, although, you know, uh, social distance gathering right now. But 
but people can gather, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, of course. Uh, and, and, and be able to interact because as I was talking about, as human beings, we are intrinsically people that want to be connected with each other, yes. right? And um, so, so that's a part of, I think, the vision uh, you know, of the masjid. Um, and then uh, adding to that, uh, I'd say are maybe two other things, right? One is around charitable work, right? Um, I think as Muslims and human beings, we always want to strive to how, you know, serve others, right? Figure out, you know, it might be something as simple as, you know, helping my brother with his homework, right? right. Or so, so that's giving of yourself, right? You're giving, again, that one commodity that is priceless, right? You're time. giving your time, right? So, um, uh, y- you know, charitable work, whether it's helping people in your, in your own home, um, you know, doing chores or whatever at home for helping mom and dad or helping people in your community in a way like, you know, teaching someone or, you know, um, distribution of food or somebody who's hungry, things like that. So charitable work is, is I think, an important part of how we see uh, the masjid functioning and what we would want to be able to to, to have, um, you know, masjid al-Sidi continue to do. We've been fortunate and blessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have uh, been able to coordinate some of these things and we've had yeah. a tremendous amount of support from the the broader community to uh, to help in that regard so we know people have this this sense of charity intrinsically in them and our role is just basically being able to help facilitate that um, and um, I, I think the the last part of of a vision would be the services that we can bring to the community right so you know, as as a masjid uh, and as Muslims, we know we have, you know, um, uh, requirements from the Sunnah of Rasulullah about you know how we conduct financial transactions, how we, you know, bathe, uh, y- you know, our dead, um, how we, you know, the kinds of food that we eat, um, and and as uh, human beings, or I'll say as citizens of New York, we also have. Um, you know, things that we need just to go about our, our daily lives, right? Whether that's, you know, housing or, you know, food or whatever. Yeah. So food's a big one. Yeah, food's yeah. a big one, right? Um, so so I think I think providing kind of services to the community is, is also, it's also uh, you know, something that's key to where, you know, I think we see the masjid um, in the future. I think maybe like the ideal uh, way to put that or, or to like just summarize the entire thing as, as a vision would be to make the masjid, this masjid, one of the centers or uh, of the community as a whole. Because all of the things that you mentioned, it, it involves worship, it involves community outreach and development, and just like keeping the community together and, and close to the masjid. And then, I mean, it, it involves so many things where at that point, if you're able to accomplish all of those things, uh, obviously education as well, yeah you've just made the masjid a center attraction and it's going to become magnetic in the way that people will be drawn to it and 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 you know what it provides to them and and the place that it holds in their in their lives that's right that's right you know as as um you know aisha radiallahu an uh, you know uh, mentioned that uh, rasulullah was a walking quran right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so he he conducted his life um, the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to do. And, and so if 
as a masjid, we can help um, everyone become walking Qur'ans, right? That, I think, is a very succinct way to think about it. It's not just about, you know, your prayer, but, you know, everything you that you do. Right. Right. There's this one question. I mean, we could have asked it at the beginning, but I knew we were going to talk a little bit about leadership and, and, and you have, you know, several roles pertaining to leadership, uh, both in the masjid and, you know, at work and those type of things. Um, so one of the questions that, you know, you've probably heard before but people ask all the time is as a leader, would you rather be or, or do you think it is better to be feared or loved as a leader? So I'm going to ask you that. Mm. Um, I, I I definitely think that there's probably different roles as a leader. In some leadership roles, um, I think uh, fear is 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 important. Did, did, did he just say fear? Um, yes. <laughs> but 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 yeah, yeah, but, right. but but you know, and I think about I, I think about. Um, you know, in a command and control kind of setting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we're in a military kind of setup, right? You. So, so just for the listeners, I'll kind of, I'll kind of break yeah. the ice for you. The the way that I thought about this question was in one of the classes that I was in. We were talking about um, command chains in corrections. Yeah. Mm. And so a lot of the uh, upper echelon people they said that you know it's better to be feared. Right. And and you're saying that with that type of you know uh, harsher environment. Yeah. It probably is better. That's right. So, so in, in a command and control, you, you kind of want want to have that. But I think in other leadership, um, you know, roles, whether it's as a father or a mother, or in leadership of a team, I personally think um, it's probably more loved than Fear. feared. Right. Um, but you need some element of fear as well, right? So. Yeah. Not not a hundred percent one or the other, right? And y- you know, I think about um, our ultimate master, right? Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has his mercy is beyond his fear, you know, his his anger, yeah, right? Correct. Or his or his, his rage wrath. or his wrath. So so from that perspective, love and being generous and kind, y- you know, should always be the you know more default. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, you, um, sense that we should have, but but there's always a thing that says, hey, you know. So it, it's kind of like a, a check and balance right. in that, yes, uh, the love is there, the approachability is there as a leader, and, and, and people, they're not intimidated and fearful to work with you or work under you, but at the same time, you're not someone who is going to be walked over. That's right. Right. Yeah, I, it's one of those things that depending on a situation, you lean more towards fear, sometimes more towards love, gauging right. it, right? And, and and the other thing, too, is that, y- y- you know, back to what I was saying about leadership, right? You know, really good leaders of teams, you surround yourself with, um, you know, people that will be complementary to you, right? So, for right. example, if I know... Uh, we were talking about time management, right? right? If I know that I am terrible at time management, right, I would probably want to have, you know, an assistant or people around me that really can manage time, and therefore they help us stay on track, right? right? Um, so in that context, right, of it's it's, you know, the emotions that you kind of have as you work with with people, 
you want to have respect, I think is probably a good word right. that is sort of in between love and fear. In order for you to have respect, I think there's both love and fear present in respect. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, we, we talked a lot today. Uh, obviously, we can go. There's many layers to the person yeah. that you are and some of the things that, that are happening here at Masha Sadiq. Um, but unfortunately, we can't go on forever. Uh, is right. it that time already? Well, yeah, well, you know. Maybe maybe I can put you on the spot while we're on uh, the air and just ask you, uh, would you be inclined to doing another episode maybe sometime in the future? Alhamdulillah. Yeah, th- this was a lot of fun. And, um, um, you know, definitely interesting to, to have a, uh, just an open conversation. And, right. yeah. you know, as I said, I, I benefited right back to the, you know, uh, earlier on in a conversation that helps both sides. I think I benefited from kind of the the types of questions that people may be interested in and yeah. and in my just reflecting myself on some of them. Yeah. I think it's been and weird. I think um, another thing that that's really great about this is that our audience and our community and some of the people that interact with you on a daily basis get to see a different side or different parts of you, um, which is really cool because, you cool. know, coming back to respect, you know, alhamdulillah, for me, at least there's a lot more respect now knowing some of these things. Right. Um, that, well, appreci- that I appreciate through, that. But you know, like going to the Bronx, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's not the easiest place to make it through, you know, I got to um, represent the Bronx is, uh, has been good, right? A lot of a lot of good things there. Yeah. So, yeah, Alhamdulillah. No, look, I, I think more than anything else, um, y- you know, we ask that uh, we make dua for each other and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help to continue to guide and and, and help us all. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know we're running short on time, but there is one more question that I, I, I want to ask. And maybe we'll just uh, close it off after that. But the final question that I'm going to ask is, you know, growing up and, and getting involved in Islamic work and things like that. You mentioned your parents uh, being an influence. Was there anyone else or any other, you know, multiple people, uh, persons that were influential in leading you and guiding you into the position that you're in? Um, yeah. So, so look, I mean, besides my my parents, I think there's, you know, uh, circles of different family members that have... Um, always been supportive of, um, you know, what uh, what we're doing in, in terms of being involved in the community and so on. Um, but um, you know, there are there are a few a, a few brothers um, that you know, as a youth, they they kind of help to uh, give us what I was talking about, right? That that space to you know organize and do things and then fail. Uh, Sheikh Rafiq um, is one of them uh, at, at, you know, currently the principal of uh, Al-Islan Academy. Sheikh Rafiq, if you're listening to this, um, we will be reaching out to you in the future. All right. I, I didn't mean to drop the name there, <laughs> then, I guess. Right. But yeah. um, Sheikh Rafiq is, is one of them. Um, uh, brother uh, Rashid Hussain is an- another another brother that as uh, I was growing up, you know, we would um, they would organize uh, different things. And there were so many others. Um, you know that helped uh, to, uh, to to organize those events, right. but these were two brothers that that you played know, a had big role. They they played they played a, a role in, right. in in some of those in, um, in in when we were when we would go to camps and, and you think of something as simple as just a camp, right? Going out to camp, you need you need adults to kind of organize some of these things. Yeah, and I just remember you know th- those two brothers. You have uh, other some other brothers. Um, Brother Aziz Nashuddin, uh, Brother Mursalin Zandin, mm. you know, as as um, as uh, as youth uh, growing up, that uh, they would take the time out to to help 
help organize those types of things and right. those activities that um, that I were mean, beneficial. Like one of the stories that I remember my mom talking about is you know Brother Mussolini uh, picking them up in the van and 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 you know dropping them off and and taking them to wherever they had to yeah. go for these programs, right? So may Allah subhanahu wa taala reward them and I forever mean, bless I mean, these brothers. I mean, I mean, it takes a certain type of dedication and and you know love. Uh, for the work that you're doing and just I guess to close it off uh, saying that time is valuable these brothers they and, and sisters I uh, as well right they spent their time in what they perceived would be uh, the biggest uh, payback right mm -hmm. they, they wanted the biggest dividends for their time so they invested right. it in what they thought would be the best thing that's that's exactly right right and and so one of the things that we do on our episodes as as we're wrapping it up towards the end is we always end with a motivational quote or ayah hmm. um and in today's ayah i'm sorry in today's quote that we have is actually by maya angelo um and she says right i've learned that you shouldn't go through life with a catcher's mitt on both hands you need to be able to throw some something back now this is a very interesting quote, and it, it ties a lot into to some of the things we talked about um, with yourself, um, always throwing something back. And it talks about, you know, whatever way you can, as you've mentioned, um, giving back, however small it may be, and not always um, taking it in. That's that's exactly right. Well, I think you can you can think about this in, in multiple ways, right? You know, definitely the... Um, um, the uh the, the concept of catching things meaning you're always on the receiving end right you you want to be able to throw but the other way to think about it is that if you if you have um i'll use gloves as a generic term right if you have gloves on your hand and you're never afraid to get your hands dirty that's also not a good thing right right so you want to be able to do both. You want to be able to always throw back and receive, but at the same time, in the in the fact that you don't have a glove on both hands, it means that you're you you want to be able to um, you know directly get your hands dirty sometimes and and get involved in, in things. Yeah. Right. Um, so that that's literally we're at the end now. We talked a lot. Um, it's, it's wonderful having you. It's Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, it's been fun. Uh, it's been fun being here with uh, with you brothers. I pray that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala bless you in this endeavor and mean uh, bless Masjid al Sadiq and bless all of the Masajid. I mean uh, to be uh, to be successful and uh, centers for the community. Um, and then Allah. this podcast specifically uh, being a. a a place of um, knowledge or of sharing of experiences that um, you know Muslim youth or Muslims in general can benefit from. So we pray for 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 all these things and for our uh, benefit, inshallah. Inshallah. And uh, wherever you are at whatever time you're listening to this, we hope that you have a good day, a good week. Um, you know, invest your time in that which will be beneficial, and do your best. And that wraps it, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum.